Hi, I'm Michael Cashew. And I'm Adi Cashew, and you're listening to The WAG Podcast. This podcast is about health, wellness, and personal development. Each episode is a short conversation between Adi and I on a single topic with actionable steps. We cover everything from food, mindset, fitness, and relationships. We started WAG because of the way health and fitness changed our lives, so we hope to share a tool or two that helps you along your way. Hey, this is Adi Kaju, and you're listening to the WAG podcast. Today's episode is a little bit different. We had some people apply to do a live coaching session with me on nutrition and any obstacles that they're encountering. So today's episode is going to be a recording of one of those coaching calls. Hope that you get some value of listening to this person's story and how we talk about what's going on for them and maybe relating it to yourself. If you love this podcast, we would really appreciate you taking the time to leave us a five-star review and tell us what you love about it. Tell us what you're taking away from it. It is really the best way for us to get this podcast out there and to reach more people, and we would really appreciate you taking the time. So thank you, and let's get into this coaching call. So we are recording. This is our first live coaching call. First for you, I'm assuming. Yes. (laughs) I'm talking to Rebecca and for everybody listening, I guess that we're just the two of us right now. So it's sometimes awkward to be like everyone listening, but uh, (laughs) this is the first time we've ever met. We, I know very little about you and I, we sent out a little form asking people if they wanted to do a live coaching call. And I think we asked two questions and that's really all the information that I have about you, but Today we're talking, we're going to spend at least 45 minutes to talk about what's going on with you and how I can help. And hopefully just hearing your experience can help somebody else out there as well. Cool. To start, my first question for you is if by the end of this phone call, Zoom call, we're actually on Zoom, uh, if everything worked out perfectly or you could wave a magic wand and this ended up being everything that you ever dreamed of, what would you have at the end of it? I guess at the end, magically, this wand, I wouldn't be like scared or apprehensive or frustrated or what all those kind of negative uh, adjectives about tracking macros and like doing the whole calorie tracking. Sorry, that <laughs> the door out there. Um, like just just kind of freaked out and apprehensive about, you know, like tracking macros and like being diligent about doing that. Cause right now, like I'm, I just don't even do it. And I'm like, that just freaks me out thinking about it. So tell me a little bit about what it is that you want to achieve. Like what kind of goals do you have? What, why do you want to do it in the first place? Yeah. And so that was part of that, the, the 21 day challenge for that I'm taking through you guys. I was like, state your goal and write it down. And so I wrote down my goal where it was like, where I want to be able to use macro counting and like the calories stuff, all that jazz to like reach whatever goal I have in mind aesthetically or functionally or like um, athletically. So say I was like, oh, I want to be able to say I want to lose... 2% body fat or, you know, perform at this level. And I know how to dial that in through nutrition because right now 
I'm like, do I just eat more? I don't know. Do I, you know, like, do I just like, I'm exercising more. Should I eat more? But I'm also afraid of getting fat. So I don't know. So then like, and then like, but I have no idea how to actually do it intelligently. I see what you're saying. So is that, is that one of your goals is to lose 2% body fat? Well, I have no idea because I haven't even done like, um, the testing, but you know, like you Google, you're like, Oh, what is 20% body fat look like? And you're like, I look like I'm like about that. So I must be 20, like, I don't know, 18% or I thought I would have been 15 or whatever. And then you're like, maybe I want to be like 12% body fat. And so like, but I have no idea, like how to like tune anything to attain any kind of aesthetic goal or even like any kind of like athletic goal. I just kind of go by feel and by what I've always been doing. If we took the numbers completely out of it and we take the tuning in and the dialing in completely out of it, is it safe to say that you want to reduce body fat to some degree, but you're not exactly sure how much, and that would, would be a goal of yours to change your body composition in that way? Yes, body composition for sure. And for honestly, like the biggest goal I've had that I get so frustrated that I just like, I'm like, well, I guess I'm just small. I don't know. It's like, I want to get like bigger muscle or more muscle. And then I'm just like, well, I, but I'm also, it's like, it's like that crappy little, like, I want to get muscle. And then you read stuff and you're like, you got to eat more, you know, to feed. And then you have to like lift heavier. And then when you kind of start dabbling into it, like, you gain a little bit of weight and you're like, Oh God, I can't do this. I think I'm getting fat. And then you just kind of stop. <laughs> That's what I do. And then I have no idea like what to do in terms of like following any kind of set nutrition. Cause then I'm like, well, I have no idea what I was doing was fine. So I'll just go back to that. So. Yeah. I mean, what you were doing was comfortable and it's keeping you in this place where you're comfortable and then it's as soon as you get out of it, you're, it sounds like you think a lot, <laughs> think a lot about, am I doing the right thing? Am I fault? Like there's so, and there's so much information out there that it's really hard to know if you're doing the right thing. And then as soon as you start, if it's not a hundred percent going exactly as you imagined, it's scary because it's not where the, I was comfortable. Why am I doing this? Right. And honestly, and I think part of the missing piece, which is why like almost probably years at this point where I've been following you guys and I'm like, maybe I should do the coaching is like, you know, like I would never, you know, like I have a degree in computer science and math and I would never just be like, okay, let's try to figure out how to program and then like never actually ask a teacher or never like follow a course or do anything like that. But I imagine I can do it with nutrition. I'll just like, just read random stuff and see if you can piece it together. And then don't be frustrated if you can't actually get the results you want, but then I do. And so <laughs> yeah, I'd I like to learn the effective tools that I know are going to work so that I can like implement them and not be discouraged that, Oh, maybe you just picked the wrong thing or maybe you're just doing the wrong thing. It's just stick with this. And what is that exactly? And know that if you just follow it, you'll be fine. Okay. I have a couple thoughts on that, but I'm going to come back to it. I just made a note. I'm going to come back to that for a second. I have a couple okay. first before we get to the <laughs> So you okay. say you are in computer science or you have a degree in computer science. Mm -hmm. What do you 
do for work? I'm trying to gather where this um, this thinking comes from because I'm imagining it's not just here; it's somewhere else. This is like a it's definitely a super skill of yours. I can uh-huh. this is one of your super strengths that you think and you can hold a lot of information and you can find the right way to do things. And when I think I work with some uh, software developers often and they mm-hmm. love knowing what I do or, or doesn't black and white that way. Mm-hmm. So tell me more about that. Where, what do you do for a living or for school or for work or tell me more about that? Yeah. So it's funny that you say that because I'm a data analyst. So I do like data science stuff. So it's like, gather the data, analyze it, what meaningful information can you gather from this? And then how can you, you know, like report on that? And how can you communicate that to people who don't necessarily know what's going on to make some actionable decision? So like, that's, I'm always like, okay, how do I best do this? How do I analyze this in the best way so that people get it? And then, yeah. So that's what <laughs> so it makes sense that that and that work probably works incredibly well for you while you're really good at doing that job. Mm-hmm. Um, because, but there is a shadow side to that super skill of when it translates to areas like nutrition that aren't so black and white, you can right. panic state of I want to know what the right thing is so I can know the actionable steps to take forward. Like I tell my clients or I tell my coworkers or whoever it is I'm working with, but in nutrition, it's a little bit trickier than that. Mm-hmm. And there is not necessarily this. It's not an equation every time. Like this is what you do and you get one plus one is two every time. Right. Definitely not. And it, <laughs> the, the issue is too, is that it's, even if you find what works for you right now in six months or in one year, something different, it could change all of a sudden. Right. So we're going to, I'm going to circle back to that. I just want to hear a little bit more about how, when you are trying, so you, it sounds like you've tried a bunch of times and then, mm-hmm. and then said, F it. And yeah. <laughs> I, I think in your questionnaire, you said, I'm just going to enjoy my dinner and not try so much. <laughs> Oh, right. Because in there I said, you know, because I cook like all of my meals, like all of my dinners, I usually cook them. And, you know, like cooking is sometimes you like add different stuff or whatever. And so then I'm like, God damn it. Like, do I need to like track, you know, like instead of just pouring the olive oil, I have to like measure it. And then I have to like measure all the things. And I'm like, you know, and then I'm just like, whatever. I'm just... I guess I just won't do it, you know, because it's such a hassle and every, you know, not, not like every meal is different, but generally I'm not, I'm not following, which is ironic that I'm saying I don't follow a recipe every time, you know, so it feels cumbersome, I guess. So it is cumbersome. So mm-hmm. <laughs> especially when you're just starting to do mm-hmm. this, I would imagine when you first started to do um, your work right now, or when you first started school, it was probably more cumbersome at the beginning. Right. You had to spend more time. It's kind of like in university, you have to spend more time studying for the exam and then you go to the exam and then, and then you go into regular life and you don't have to study as much. You kind of just right. things. Right. 
anytime you start something, it's, it definitely is cumbersome. So you could feel validated that it makes sense. (laughs) A lot of work because it is a lot of work. I'm not saying that that's the the way that you should do things. I am definitely parked in the camp of, I have 800 million options for you other than (laughs) that option of the way Mm. heading towards your goals for sure. So when you do start your level of, I'm going to try and dial things in and be more precise. How long does that usually last? Honestly, it lasts like about a week. And then I'm like, cause when I started, I think the longest it lasted when I started your, the 21 day challenge was I was like, okay, well, okay. Like just, you know, you have your baseline of, of macros and, that, and calories that you have to hit. And then you guys kind of like talk you through like, yes, it's kind of like riding a bike in the beginning where it's like hard to do it. But then once you get it, you just kind of like can go through the motions and you give tips on how to make it easier when you do have to track and weigh. So I was like, okay, just kind of stick to simple stuff and maybe for this week, eat the same breakfast. And then, you know, like, and so like, it was like those tiny goals that you're like set tiny goals to achieve or tiny tasks to achieve your goals. So I was like, okay, so it takes me, it took me like, I was like, just set 20 minutes after dinner, after dinner, not before and not during your prep to track what it is I made for dinner. And so that I could put it in the little My Fitness app. And then that lasted about five to seven days. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired and I don't want to do this every day. And so then I stopped, but then I just tracked like breakfast, which was like oatmeal and whatever. And then I was like, well, if I'm only doing breakfast, it's not even tracking the rest of my day. So then I, and then it just weaned off. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I completely can relate in so many <laughs> ways and so many <laughs> Have you tried anything else? In terms of like tracking or? Trying to achieve your goals in general. So you want to gain muscle and you want to improve your body composition. Have you Mm -hmm. tried any other way of getting there other than weighing and measuring your food? Um, So I just generally will like, you know, I saw like the precision nutrition thing where it's like, you know, it's like the size of your hand thing where it's like oh like here's a measurement that's like the size of your hand and then I was like okay that's fine and I never actually did that so then I would just so then I was like okay I know the biggest thing is like protein so maybe and then like I hear you guys and lots of people are like just focus on getting you know like your body weight or whatever in protein a day And then the rest is kind of like, however you want to get that. And so I was like, okay, I bought some protein powder. And then I was like, and then again, like, I was like, I don't even like protein powder and I don't like having to drink this. And I was like, maybe I'm not meant to have muscles. And then I just like stopped. It's kind of sad actually saying this all to you and having (laughs) to admit how many times I failed at doing this. I have been doing this for 14 years and I cannot explain to you how many times I failed. First of all, no judgment for me at all because I've been there and worse and seen there and worse. And for me, I'm supposed to have all the answers and know all the (laughs) points 
still fail. So have at least some peace of mind knowing that even the people that are have been doing this for so long and have all the answers still struggle. You're human for sure. And I want to commend you, first of all, for trying so hard. You have a couple moments where you say some things where um, that's what I want people to try and avoid is I don't want you to get to the place where you're like, maybe I'm just not meant to have muscles. Mm-hmm. Maybe nothing works for me. Or maybe mm-hmm. I'm never going to be able to stick to something. And I know that's not true. That's just like the bullshit you say in your head when you failed and you're like, God, and you're like, well, and then it's like that cycle of like, what's wrong with you? Just try something else then or try it again. And then you fail. And then you're like, you know what? I'll just be fine being like thinned muscled or look like I don't lift or whatever, you know, or like not be strong as, as strong as I want to be or whatever. You're like, yeah, you can just deal with that as opposed to like having to do the harder thing of like (laughs) of changing your eating habits or whatever that habit is so yeah it's everyone will would reach a threshold at some point when you make commitments to yourself I'm going to start doing this and then five to seven days later you're like screw it I'm totally (laughs) the window if you had a friend who was making commitments to you and then Mm -hmm. five to seven days later they're like I know yeah. Anymore. <laughs> not being friends with that person. So, uh, as a way to protect yourself, you're just like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to keep trying, or I'm going to adopt this belief that, you know, if I believe that I just can't gain muscle, it's easier psychologically than to keep breaking commitments to yourself, which mm. I'm in right now. Um, mm commitments to myself I'm breaking these commitments and then I want to protect myself from the feeling because it sucks to break commitments with yourself mm-hmm. we all do it over and over and over again um mm-hmm. and we put up with it for way longer than we would if it was our partner or if it was our friend or if it was anybody else in the world um, we put up with it because we, it's, we can't really escape ourselves right so, uh, so it totally makes sense for me uh, I have Two, three things that stood out to me that I'm going to, I'm going to point out that I hope can help you. And the first thing is, uh, this whole, your muscle of needing to know and having the data and having the answer and knowing what works, that muscle is so, so strong that do you think that there's a way that we can swing to the other side I don't know exactly what would work for you, but we can work together to try and find that. Um, to work to the other side of developing the trust in, or understanding at least that in this situation, you have to scour the data for long enough to discover what might actually work. And that takes some like trial, error, trial, error. And you just can't know before you put in some time and effort what's going to work for you and what's not. So I just have to say that was a really great analogy. Thank you for putting it in the context of something that I understand. Cause I was like, Oh my God, like that's exactly what you would do in a problem where it's not like, Oh, okay. Like this is a predefined problem that we know how to analyze. It's like, no, we don't even know the data. We have to first look at it for a while. And then after some you know, analysis, then maybe we'll find some patterns or whatever that 
may not have been apparent beforehand, you know, and it's a process that you have to be patient with and work through. So in this context, I'm like, what? <laughs> oh my gosh, you can do the same thing with this. And to me, like my knee jerk reaction is how, how does that work? <laughs> I can totally, with the how I can work with for sure. I just have the base level of understanding that we're starting in a place where saying things like, I want to know what's going to get me the results before I get there. Mm. It's already setting yourself up for failure because then as soon as you put in the mm. time and the effort to do it and you don't get the results, you're like, why am I even doing this? So um, already having the, the attitude of being curious and searching mm -hmm. instead of looking for an answer first can help you at least be more uh, receptive to when things mm. don't necessarily go 100% your way. Okay. That's the basics base that I'm looking for. Are we there? Yes. Yes. That totally makes sense. Okay. Perfect. My next thing for the how is what is clear is that diving into tracking everything you eat is just not working for you. And it's, it's okay that that doesn't work for you. It's a lot of time and energy and effort right now for you to just dive right into. It sounds like it's a little bit, I'm biting off more than I can chew. And then I just mm -hmm. get frustrated and I stop. Right. There is so many steps in between that you can follow before, you know, getting all the way to, I'm going to weigh and measure and track everything I eat. That's a huge leap from not doing mm -hmm. that at all. Mm -hmm. um, so I can come up with some suggestions of some things to try. And so your goal is, improved body composition and improve uh, gaining muscle and you're training in the gym. So tell me a little bit more about what type of training that you're doing in the gym. So right now I actually, so I actually like a month ago, I like maybe as of last like September ish, I kind of was like working a lot. And then I just kind of stopped working out in general, maybe like once or twice a week I do like at home light body weight or light dumbbell stuff but I was not motivated at all and I was tired and I just kind of like fell off and this is coming from like years before doing CrossFit every day for like three hours you know and so I was like oh my god like what am I doing with my life I look like shit and I feel like shit and and so and so just a month ago I started doing yoga so I do like the power hot yoga you know like um four times a week and then I try to do like maybe like a dumbbell workout two or three times a week. So that's kind of where I am now. And that's where I was like, well, you know, like at least these things, you know, for sure you're not building muscle. So like, it's not like, it's kind of like the whole, I'll never have muscle. So at least I'll do things that don't promote muscle gain. And then you'll just know for sure that, you know, you're not just sabotaging yourself or whatever, you know, like, as opposed to when I was like, lifting weights and then I wasn't seeing results and I was like well but now I'm just like well now you're just doing yoga so of course you don't have big muscles so that's what I'm doing now I think there's a also well first that's a lot and the dumbbell workouts can depending and help increase muscle mass um but uh, besides that sometimes there's this distinction between I want big muscles or I just want to be able to see the muscles that I do have often 
the majority of time, what I see from people is that they actually just want to look lean and see the muscles that they do have mm-hmm. versus wanting to be like incredibly big and muscular, like, right. um, like Brookends or. Right. Well, I mean, if we're honest, like, and I don't know if this is anybody's dream. Like I won't like, isn't that everybody, obviously it's not, but like, that's like, that was when I was like doing CrossFit all the time. I was like, that is, I want giant thighs, like thighs. I could just like, like smack somebody upside, you know, like giant. And I never like could like grow my thighs or my ass. And I was like, so frustrated and I could never get like the ball of the bicep. It was always just like very lean. And I was like, I don't know how to make this like bigger muscle and so now I'm just like okay well you can just have your little muscles and then maybe you can just work on being more defined as opposed to thicker you know so yeah with my failures I changed my <laughs> with I changed my goals I guess which which I don't know we're doing this analysis process because in order to have huge big muscles or to let's say Brookends is a great example there is so much required to have a physique like that in terms Mm -hmm. of time work attention effort diet you're talking for her 15 years of all of that happening so that is not a fast process it's a really slow process and it's like sometimes you analyze the problem and you see that you don't actually want to do the work that's required to get there. <laughs> right. It's actually okay. It's, mm-hmm. it's actually okay. It's better to know that than it is to hold on to the goal and have this discrepancy of I'm going to keep believing that I want this goal when I actually I don't really want to. Instead, I appreciate those bodies and I love them and I think that they're beautiful. And right now, I'm not doing what is required to make my body look that way. And it's also possible I couldn't make my body look that way. And mm-hmm. that's actually okay too. I have another question for you before I'm going to go into my last two things that I think can help you. Uh, okay. My last, when you're feeling 100% your best, think about the time where you're like, I am on top of my stuff. I feel my best. I feel like, you know, you put on your clothes and you're like, damn, I look good. (laughs) I look good today. (laughs) What are you doing in your, not just with your nutrition, but I want to know about your nutrition in what does life look like when that's where you're at? I guess in like all facets of life, like I have a routine of, and actually that happened last week where I was like, Hey, you look pretty good and you're feeling pretty good. And like this leanness is like, you know, kind of, this is good. And so I was like, yeah, okay. And it was like getting the routine set of, you know, like when I work out, how I work out, but also not like being exhausted from working out. So kind of finding where that good balance is. And then nutrition wise, like finding like this kind of sweet spot of at least for last week of like you're getting you know your your vegetables you're getting you know like your your protein or whatever you can have your little treats you know like the small little treat in the afternoon or the night and you don't feel like deprived and then you can you know like 
it's kind of like setting that the routine of all those things lined up and then work is not like consuming your my life it's just also part of the equation of things that fit together so it's just more balanced as opposed to like one or the other way just like controlling my life so yeah yeah how what do you think was making it last week so that you could be that way I think it was because to me kind of like how you pointed out it's like it's about creating um systems I was like mindful of okay what system for eating and working out and setting aside you know your time for work and everything works the best like what does that proportion look like and like actually being mindful of how much time I'm spending on working out and you know the food that I'm eating and then being like okay like if you're mindful of this and you keep track of this and also keep track of how you feel like that's where you're gonna feel the best and it and it did um, and this week it's funny cause it's Tuesday and yesterday was like a shit show where I was like, I'm just going to eat snacks all day. And I'm like, Oh God, am I on this downward spiral? Like now, now I've like lost control. I feel like, so what happened there? How did that, what happened there? Well, I don't know. I just, you know, like, I, it's like tired. And then I was like, Oh, well maybe last week I went too far, you know, like, cause now I'm like, I feel tired and now I feel tired and I want to feel like. I want to have snacks because I'm tired and then I'm physically tired. So I don't want to work out. And so if I'm not working out, I'll just have some more snacks and then let myself relax. And then I'm like, and then it kind of like powers down. And then I was like saying that now I'm like, Oh God, do I have like these one week cycles where I'm like, good for a week. And then I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> and then like, that's my maximum of holding any kind of rigid structures, like a, a week and then I just abort ship yeah. <laughs> I don't know yeah. but anyway not your max at all <laughs> but a couple themes come up so last week it wasn't your week last week doesn't in my mind sound very rigid at all mm. sounds like there's this concept of discipline equals freedom mm. when you mm-hmm. have discipline in certain areas of your life like I'm gonna have a routine and we like routine you like routine. <laughs> Definitely in the camp of, you're probably like me. I like spontaneity, but I like spontaneity when it's like, we're going to be spontaneous from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> so I like, yes. like for me, spontaneity is stressful. So yes, yeah. Kind of cut from the same cloth. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'm glad I'm not some weird, like just a loner where I'm just like, I need structure. <laughs> there is discipline can equal freedom in a lot of ways. So your discipline, meaning last week, it sounds like you just made a lot of decisions for yourself. So you didn't end up in the, in the moment being like, I'm tired. I'm just going to snack all day because mm-hmm. you now versus future version of you want two different things. Everyone's like that. Where mm. me right now is, um, I don't want to go to the gym right now. But if I imagined the future version of myself, the future version of myself wishes I would go to the gym right now. Mm-hmm. There's 
definitely a balance to that, of course, with overtraining, but we're talking, not talking about the exception to the rule. We're talking about generally the rule mm. where I'm about to eat my second piece of cake. <laughs> future me is thinking, I wish I didn't eat that. Second mm-hmm. piece. The couple of themes that come up for you, I just want you to think it wasn't super rigid last week. It doesn't sound like you were eating mindfully you were eating more vegetables you were being conscious of how much protein you were having you were getting to the gym you had your routine you weren't letting work control your life you had a work-life balance where you you allotted an appropriate amount of time to work and then you turned it off for the rest of your life sounds like pretty ideal Mm. sounds awesome yeah but then it's like it's funny when you say that and then I look back and it's like it's hard to like hold that ideal constant you know like when things change it's like how do I not do work all the time or how do I like how do I keep having goddamn salads every day when I don't always want a salad you know but I know that's what works you know that it's hard to like maintain that so like yeah. Yeah. And it's finding a balance of how do I sometimes not have a salad and maybe have five options of things that work for me and make me feel good instead of just one option of things so that mm-hmm. I can have enough variety that I don't feel like I'm so rigid in my choices and I can't have any flexibility at all. And which means like, because you also want to have fun at the same time. You mm-hmm. also want to enjoy yourself. You want to be able to have a treat every once in a while and not feel guilty about it. And you don't, you have this balance of, I know I'm this structured and routine and, and very disciplined person in many ways, but I also want to enjoy my life at the same time and be flexible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's this dance that that's happening there. And sometimes it takes being structured for like pushing through and being structured for longer to, to have confidence in yourself that I can actually follow through and then I can let loose without unleashing everything all of mm. a couple of themes that came through for you were you were when you were going to CrossFit classes you were going all the time and then now that you're going to yoga you're going four times a week and when you were doing your best you were uh, in nutrition you were you were doing the 21 day challenge so you had this thing to follow so it's this level of some type of accountability that's helping you actually follow through on your commitments yes does that make sense yes so how can we find which i'm i don't i think everybody needs a nutrition coach or anything like that is there anyone in your life or any way for you to keep yourself accountable in your day-to-day life that can help you capitalize on you know i like accountability i like going to the gym and they have a class for me to do i'm less likely to do it if i have to do it at home So is your question, is there some kind of accountability blank that I can rely on for nutrition? Anything would be a great start because Mm -hmm. with nutrition, often when you become disciplined in one area, it naturally trickles out to other areas. If I'm going to make sure that I make my bed every morning, I have Mm -hmm. to have enough time to be able to do that. And then I then have to go to bed with enough time to not feel terrible in the morning. So it naturally starts trickling out. So Mm -hmm. nutrition would be a great place to start. Um, I can think of, you could also do that with just your schedule in the week of making sure that you have your workouts planned for the week so that you know when you're going to go or Mm -hmm. 
your work hours planned or I don't know enough about your work schedule or your day-to-day or like what random things could pop up that could throw you off balance, but it Mm -hmm. could be just creating your routine, could be in nutrition, it could be in fitness, but I would suggest just doing one versus trying to overhaul your whole life at once. Okay. So like a routine for like the fitness one is easiest for me just because like I like it and like and you've done it for a long time. Yeah, and so like like you said like going to classes is the easiest accountability tool and then the ones that I have to do on my own I'm like eh, maybe you don't have to do that. I mean, like who cares? Like you you can just make time to do something else, you know. Yeah, so I don't know necessarily apart from like the 4 days of yoga had to like add Cause I do know that when I do like do the little dumbbell workouts, I feel much better. Like, I'm like, yes, this is like the trifecta of, you know, like how you want to feel. And, but then I'm like, I don't want to do it. I have to, you know, like muster it up and then go and lift. So when you do the dumbbell workouts, are they already like, I've planned ahead. This is when I'm going to go and do it. Is there a friend that maybe could do it with you that you could join together? I guess I could. I don't know. I mean, there is that because I did read that in that 21 day challenge where it's like, find your accountability buddy. And I'm I like, that's where I'm like, if I'm not in a class, I don't know how to ask anybody to help me out. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to like take time away from somebody's life to be like, hey, can you like help me out here and just like, let me like, I don't know, like, or whatever. So I'm not sure what that looks like. Have you considered that you might be helping them? By, like, working out together or something? Yeah. I mean, there, I, there is always that. I just honestly, like, I, I hate to impose on people and be like, hey, I have a favor. Or, hey, do you want to do this? And then, and then honestly, I hate asking them. And then they say, no, I hate, like, it's just like, okay, I don't want to do that. Never mind, I won't. <laughs> So then I'll just like, I'll figure it out on my own, you know? So like when I read that accountability buddy in the 21 day challenge, I was like, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to get an accountability buddy. (laughs) It's not an easy thing to do. It's scary because it's vulnerable and you put yourself out there and they do have the opportunity to say no. It would reframe you instead of like, can you do a favor for me? you might actually be doing a favor for them. That's actually the truth. They could be wanting to work out and in the same place as you and not being able to find a way to do it and just feeling frustrated and they constantly bail on themselves. And you guys could be helping each other instead of you just being a burden on them. But um, conquering that asking for support, even in the face of potentially getting no, is that's not the only place that you're afraid of that in your whole life. There's that probably shows up in lots of places, <laughs> which is surprising that we're on this call because you reached out and you were like, Hey, let's get on an hour and talk about what's going on in my life. Mm. So you did it. And I said, yes. So mm. this is the first yes. Yay. <laughs> yeah. I see in your face that this is a scary one for you, which is why I'm like, you're like, this. like, I hear what she's saying and I know I could benefit from this, but it's so scary and so uncomfortable. And it would just be way more comfortable for me to just do it on my own. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I'm trying to do it on my own. It's 
I'm actually not doing it. Right. Yeah. So no matter which path we take, there's going to be a certain level of discomfort. And maybe this one is a threshold that's a little too high for you right now, but mm. the, the highest leverage points are going to be the points that you know consistently work for you, like accountability. So finding some type of accountability around, this was just one example. I could, I, I could keep going. Like maybe in your nutrition, don't weigh and measure everything you're eating, but just write it down. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how, what the serving size was. You could totally guess just put it in my fitness pal or write it down on a piece of paper. And at least it, there's a moment of, I have to think about eating this before I eat it because I have to write it down. So right. Have accountability to myself of, I don't get to just eat what I want without putting it down on the piece of paper and mm-hmm. no, no, none of that. So maybe that could be an accountability, but the, I'm only digging on the asking someone one because it, it brought <laughs> Did you see the fear in my eyes? <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> yeah, and that's funny. I hadn't thought that that was a big thing. I was just like, oh, we are capable of always doing things on your own. So just do it. And then things and, like this and like, does it happen? Yeah. And sometimes you just need a little bit of support and mm-hmm. maybe in certain ways you are. I mean, I know for sure you are very capable of doing things on your own, which is why you have that belief. Like I can just do things on my own. In this case, it's you're risking continuing to break down your trust with yourself where that's what I want you to avoid. I want you to, to get some support because it can help you follow through and give you that accountability that does work in other areas of your life. Hmm. It's hard asking for some I mean, it's more like, will you hang out with me and do a workout with me? And that's even, I I went through this phase of, I wanted female friendships and I just didn't know how. (laughs) (laughs) And my husband, Michael asked me, uh, he said, every week you have to go on a blind girl date, ask somebody at the gym to go for coffee with you or to hang out with you. And I did it. And it was so hard. And I had so many coffee dates that I'm like, we do not connect. This makes Mm. no sense for my life. In the end, it was definitely at least worth conquering the social anxiety. That's still kind of there when I hang Mm. out with girls, but it's less than it was before. So that's two things for you. The first thing I'll remind you is the, you might not know what the right thing is for you right now. And that's okay. But trying not to bite off so much, so much that it's so inconveniences your life that you're not going to get, you don't get the results that you want. And then you quit Mm. this curious. I'm going to collect the data and see what's going to solve my problem instead of I'm going to pick this. This is what this D and Michael said you're supposed to do. And I'm going to just revamp my life and do it for five to seven days. And then. (laughs) Okay. That's the first one. And the second one is to find some type of accountability in the areas where you're finding yourself with like a sticking point. And it can be self-accountability, can be external accountability. I highly encourage external accountability. From our experience, and it's been six years coaching people now, the people who are surrounded by others who have similar goals or similar lifestyles or can support you in what it is that you're doing automatically make you more successful. If you mm-hmm. have people 
people who drink beer every night, you are more likely to drink more beer. Just right. 100% for sure. There's just right. around it. And those are the people you're around. You're, you do become a lot like the people you're around. So mm-hmm. having maybe finding someone to work out with in the other, other days would equal into having a new friend who has a similar lifestyle to you, which can then trickle out into other areas. Um, and then I had a third one, but I don't think I'm going to say it because I feel like it's going to be too much. Oh no. Now you have to say it. <laughs> what do you, you just say it? And then, yeah, it's just around protein intake and just oh. protein. But okay. I, will, I will, I'll, I'll tell you when we get off the call, I'll tell you. Or like how, or in yoga, how they say, they're like, this is just, um, a suggestion. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm laying it out there. You can take it or leave it. My suggestion, cause you said you were struggling with protein on one hand. It's, I think the, the struggle with protein is I want to have muscles and I know protein is important. So I want to incorporate protein in my diet. Um, and I think that mindset can be troublesome sometimes because it's another rule you have to follow to get this thing that you might not be getting, which adds to more frustration. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just the adding more protein into your diet could be, I would suggest not necessarily diving into powder, mm-hmm. but maybe finding some protein source. There are, I can, I'll send you a list when we're done. Of all of the protein sources outside of protein powder that you can possibly tap into, including mm-hmm. plant-based protein sources that will have more protein in them. Just finding some protein that you like and incorporating that into your diet more often. I don't like protein powder either. So okay. I said that I was like, I just I also wouldn't want to have protein shakes to get my protein. <laughs> well then it, yeah I mean I even bought because because whey just like makes me sick like my stomach just rumbles and then it's a disaster in the bathroom when I eat like drink whey protein so then I bought the vegan one and then I was like reading how vegan protein has like lead in it and I was like oh god I'm gonna die <laughs> but so then I like try to stick to like foods and then I'm like Sometimes I'm like, I'm not even hungry, but I have to like eat more protein or whatever. But okay, that's good to know. Okay. How is all of that landing for you? It's good. It kind of exposed, you know, where one of my sticking points is in kind of achieving some of these goals or even in just like thinking about it and why when I think about it, I just like kind of like was analysis paralysis where I'll just be like, oh, never mind, you know, because then find an accountability buddy. I was like, well, what if I can't? And what if I'm bothering them? And then I'm like, never mind. And then I just don't even do it. And so, yeah, so that's just kind of the first thing you said about, you know, there's no hard, fast rule here or equation we're going to follow right now that's going to work. We just, it's a process of discovery right now. And that's where it's like, to me, like initially uncomfortable because it's like, uh, then what am I doing? Like, if I don't know, you know, the the exact thing I'm going to be doing, what am I doing here? But like letting go of that is, yeah. Yeah, that's a great takeaway, learning patience. And it's definitely going to take more than five to seven days. (laughs) 
I do have a question about that because like talking about this where it's like okay if my goal is to be able to kind of like the goal that I wrote is like to accurately attain whatever uh composition goal I'd like so whether it be you know gain this much muscle or you know like lose this body fat percentage or whatever it be with the tool of nutrition like if that's my goal is one of the ultimate goals as well weighing and tracking your food like is that what I'm working towards or is that just like one thing that could work that I don't necessarily have to do to be able to accurately change my body composition like is like in all of this it's like well you're just going to start writing what you eat in the day because ultimately you want to be able to weigh and track your food it's like is that the one of the goals that I will have to embrace (laughs) I like the question I would be of the belief that it is not the case, that that is not this goal that you absolutely have to achieve in order to get achieve those goals. There are so many examples of people out there that do not weigh and measure and track their food that achieve goals like that. There is unlikely to find any example of people that you're, you're trying to live a similar lifestyle to them that don't have any boundaries around their food at all. Mm, right. So, they have some level of, I follow a paleo style nutrition. So therefore my food choices would fit into that category, or they limit themselves to how many desserts that they have, or they won't have sugar or they, or there's some level of boundaries of how much, how often, and what it is that they're eating to, mm-hmm. in order to be able to control some variables to get a result that they're looking for. If there's no control at all, then it's hard to toggle any of the fields to know what it is is helping you achieve your results. But there's tons of examples of people out there that don't um, that don't do that at all. And there there's also a group of people that eat intuitively. For you, intuitive eating seems the most overwhelming at all because it has no structure and it's more just listening to yourself. And that's a skill that you can develop through having some level of structure. So Mm -hmm. you have structure, you can understand some of your cues. And with the structure, you can notice, oh, I get stressed out here and I want to eat this, even though it doesn't fit that. And you can start noticing those things so that you can transfer that over to when you have less structure. But it doesn't have to be the ultimate goal at all. Are you asking because if that is the ultimate goal, you want to skip ahead and just go there? No, because I was like, if that is the ultimate goal, I don't want to do this, you know, because then I'm like, I like for whatever reason, I just whenever I start doing it, it just makes me so it like makes me upset. It like bothers me. And then I just I'm like, fuck it. And then it just like almost rebounds to the opposite of where I'm like, I feel so constricted when I have to you know, like set this parameter of calories and then the proportion of macros. And then I have to fit in that for my food, surprisingly for my, like, cause I do this in everything else, but for my food, it like, it like stresses me out and like makes me like depressed and angry and like frustrated. And then I'm like, I hate this. And then I don't want to do it. And then I just want to have like a tiny piece of chocolate or a tiny little thing that 
if it doesn't fit in this goddamn equation, I can't have it. And then that's all I think about, you know? So that's probably a little too much. (laughs) There's a lot of people that would listen to this and completely relate. And Mm -hmm. that's not a hundred percent of there's all of our coaches do not, if a client doesn't want to be tracking their food, we will implement any of the other strategies that we talked about, whether it's just writing down your food or finding an accountability partner or finding routine in your life and making a plan in your schedule ahead of time so you can fit in the things that make you feel your best. Because Mm -hmm. yes, we all want some aesthetic goal or we want to look a certain way. What you really want is to just feel good. Feel Mm -hmm. where, where the real feel good comes from is I'm being I'm treating myself well, I'm honoring my commitments, and I am doing, uh, I'm being active, and I'm putting things in my body that make me feel good. And that Mm -hmm. ultimately leads you to just feeling great about yourself. Like, I'm absorbing it now. I'm, like, absorbing everything that we've been talking about, and, yeah, and trying not to be over-analytical and, like, hard on myself, so. Mm -hmm. Patience, compassion, and... In this area, it's worth trying to turn off the, you don't even have to, you're so overanalyzed muscle has grown that you don't even have to try. It's going to happen whether you want it to or not. You're going to mm-hmm. analyze whether you want it to or not. You don't have to try. You could put all <laughs> energy towards being a little bit kinder and looser and patient and flexible and the analyzing piece of you is not going away it's Mm. strong in you Mm. (laughs) there it's there it's your strength why can't that like transition into my quads or something like (laughs) (laughs) why can't i like get rid of my cellulite on my butt (laughs) 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 addy thanks so much for um for everything. This has been very helpful. Like very, very helpful. You're welcome. Thank you for being my first call. I feel so, I have one more today and I feel so more stuff like prepared and ready for okay. it. And okay. thank Thanks for joining us. Stay in touch by signing up for our newsletter at workingagainstgravity.com or on Instagram at workingagainstgravity. And don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, leave us a five-star review, and refer a friend. We'll be back next week with another episode. Talk to you then.